Welcome to another PA Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman of the House Republican Caucus here in Pennsylvania. And today, our topic is prison gerrymandering. And of course, we are in the midst right now of a redrawing of the lines for congressional districts. This is a process that goes on every 10 years after the census. And of course, gerrymandering is something that none of us want to have to deal with. It is something that none of us won't even want to really have to discuss. But here it's rearing its ugly head because there have been proposals to transfer prisoners around the state in order to make sure that populations in certain areas are correct. This seems a bit messed up. What's going on? What does the majority leader have to say about this? What does our caucus have to say about this? Jason? Well, you know, this goes into the Legislative Reapportionment Commission this week took up the issue of prisoner reallocation, which, you know, advocates have termed prison gerrymandering for uh, whatever reason in their own purposes to, to deal with uh, that and the advocacy. Because, look, people, nobody likes gerrymandering, but prison gerrymandering really is a political uh, term that really doesn't get to what's happening here. Really, it's prisoner reallocation, which uh, the proposal that the Legislative Reapportionment Commission had in front of it this week would basically take certain inmates uh, and state correctional facilities, not all of them in state correctional facilities, and have them counted in the legislative district in which they came from rather than in the prison in which they reside. So it doesn't count federal inmates that way. It doesn't count county inmates that way. It doesn't count people in state correctional institutions who have life sentences uh, any differently than where they eat, sleep, uh, and live, just like every other American in Pennsylvania. So, look, this was a, you know, from the beginning, the, the whole idea was that um, this is a policy determination that should be taken up from the legislature, uh, either by a constitutional amendment that gets put in front of the voters or by, you know, at the very least, legislation passed by the 203 members in the House, uh, the uh, 50 members of the Senate, and signed by the governor. But the Legislative Reapportionment Commission decided that it had the power to do this. And despite the objections of Senate Majority Leader Kim Ward and uh, House Majority Leader Kerry Benninghoff, who voted against the proposal, uh, it, it ended up being adopted. So, what what that means is that now the commission has to seek the information from the Department of Corrections to find out where folks had home addresses uh, before they were incarcerated and then use that to reshuffle the COS Census Bureau data to then find out who lives where, how population should be counted for state house and Senate districts, and uh, what that means for individual districts going forward. Certainly, it'll cause a delay in the, the drawing process, which was already delayed by the fact that we didn't have the Census Bureau data until August. So uh, really, we're pushing back the, uh, the, the drawing of the maps uh, significantly here, which may impact the ability to get these maps done in a way that doesn't affect the primary. So, you know, lots of implications, lots of moving parts, not among of which are the, the serious legal questions that have been raised as a result of the commission taking this on and approving it, as well as the practical concerns uh, about what to do with the 2022 primary right now. Clearly, this has two major facets, and, and that is, why so selective? Why are, we, why are we even taking this on? And then the power grab itself that, that doesn't seem to have a whole lot of backing in law and doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense outside of merely being a grasp for more power by a group of bureaucrats, that doesn't seem to be the way that this should go. 
And, and so that was really our contention from the beginning is that this is not something that the Legislative Reapportionment Commission, which is jo- job is exclusively to draw maps, uh, the state house and state senate uh, new districts for uh, for the upcoming 2022 election, and that will then be in place for 10 years. That that's the purpose of that is to just draw and agree on the districts, not to uh, in- engage in policy changes. Now, I think it's also important to note that every other state that has taken up this issue of prisoner reallocation only took it up after their legislature passed a law telling them to do so. So that's important to note as well. So Pennsylvania now stands apart from every other state that's done this by having it being done under the exclusive province of a uh, of a legislative drafting commission. Now, the other thing, too, is that this doesn't impact how these prisoners are counted for congressional districts. So you're going to have them counted where they eat and sleep and live, just like every other Pennsylvanian for the congressional districts, but you're going to move them to where they once resided prior to uh, being incarcerated for state House and Senate districts. So they're really going to be living in two places at once. Yeah, they've they've uh, they've somehow state some state correctional uh, inmates, uh, those who have less than life sentences, have figured out the power of bilocation. Um, they're going to be uh, in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, uh, Scranton, um, Jefferson County, Warren County, McKean County, all the while being in uh, in, in SCI Benner uh, or uh, SCI Phoenix, and uh, they're going to be counted in, in various uh, various places uh, for various different maps. And again, this doesn't include federal or, or county prisons. So. Um, you're going to have different prisoners counted uh, in different ways for different maps at different times, uh, and uh, and it's really just a uh, really really a bit of a mess. This is a lot more than just a little bit of a mess because this is just going farther down the rabbit hole of redefining words and legislatively and legally redefining terms and and telling and basically saying that a person can reside and not just reside but be in two places at once and that two plus two equals five and that boys are girls and girls are boys we are literally getting to a point of legislative insanity where power grabs and legislating by fiat has redefined our society and 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 i think this is part of the reason that a lot of folks we need to get a grip on these elections we need to get a grip on what's going on because things are just running off of the rails yeah the the rails are very interesting right now um but uh they seem to be curved and going in two different directions but hey look the the leader has been uh you know open and clear that all options remain on the table uh there are a couple of there's at least one resolution that the commission can take up from senator ward that would uh further change how this is done and uh and maybe make a little bit more sense of this proposal but hey the game's not over on this and um, even Chairman Nordenberg, who said that, you know, once he found out that the data from the Department of Corrections isn't immediately available, said that the commission might be revisiting this if it becomes too tenuous of a task to get, to get that data in a time where it would impact the uh, drawing of maps that went away that wouldn't impact the 2022 primary. So, you know, really, this was uh, a, a big uh, and important and extraordinary first step. It's something that, that might be revisited in the future, and, and the leader's been clear that options remain on the table. We'll have to revisit this as it goes on, Jason. It's getting confusing, but we have to stay on top of this and, and make sure that our rights are not trampled as we move forward. This has been another PA Policy Podcast. Tune in for more on PA House Podcasts.